Hello, followers. Gossip Girl here. War is never pretty, and it's only just begun. And it's finally time to spread some holiday cheer. Now that it's showtime, I just want to spread a little about magic. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, December 1st. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Jennifer Lopez says she'd be up for reviving her universally panned 2003 film Gigli while taking Vogue on a tour of her home as part of its 73 Questions video series. Lopez was asked which of her films she'd like to get a sequel. Her succinct response, Gigli. Written and directed by Martin Brest, the crime comedy, which starred her and now-husband Ben Affleck, centered around a bumbling mobster named Larry, who is tasked with kidnapping the younger brother of a powerful prosecutor. An independent contractor named Ricky accompanies him to ensure that the mission goes smoothly. Despite being completely decimated both online and at the box office, the film made a measly $7.2 million back from its $75.6 million budget. Gili holds a soft spot in Lopez's heart, considering she and Affleck first met on its set back in 2001 and began dating the following year. Theo James says he struggled with typecasting after his turn as Tobias, a.k.a. Four, in the Divergent film franchise. The star of The White Lotus explained feeling wedded to blockbuster franchise roles in a new interview with Vanity Fair, saying, quote, You do a certain type of film and you sign contracts where you are beholden to those roles for a certain period of time, and people see you in a certain light that you have to wrestle your way out of. That is 100% the case with actors, and it was definitely the case with me. James portrayed the co-lead, a love interest to Shailene Woodley's Beatrice Triss Pryor in the 2014 YA sci-fi film and its sequels, 2015's Insurgent and 2016's Allegiant. The third film bombed at the box office, and a planned fourth film never reached fruition. The actor says he rejected the spotlight soon after and became, quote, increasingly disillusioned with what he referred to as those types of films. Oscar-winning filmmaker Ang Lee is set to direct a biopic about the late martial arts icon Bruce Lee, and it's shaping up to be a family affair. The Life of Pi director's son Mason Lee is attached to play the title role in Bruce Lee. Lee, who died in 1973 at 32, was a magnetic international star who helped popularize martial arts on screen with his films including Fist of Fury, Enter the Dragon, The Way of the Dragon, and The Big Boss. And Christine McVie, the legendary musician who wrote and sang some of Fleetwood Mac's biggest hits, died Wednesday at 79. McVie's family announced the news on social media, writing that the singer, songwriter, and keyboardist died peacefully in the hospital following a short illness. In a joint statement, the members of Fleetwood Mac said, quote, There are no words to describe our sadness at the passing of Christine McVie. She was truly one of a kind, special, and talented beyond measure. She was the best musician anyone could have in their band and the best friend anyone could have in their life. We were so lucky to have a life with her. Individually and together, we cherished Christine deeply and are thankful for the amazing memories we have. She will be so very missed. The British-born McVie joined Fleetwood Mac as a keyboardist in 1970 after marrying bassist John McVie. As both a performer and a songwriter, she shaped some of the band's biggest hits, including You Make Loving Fun, Don't Stop, Everywhere, and Little Lies. 
McVie wrote and performed with Fleetwood Mac for decades, and she was a key creative voice in shaping their most iconic albums. McVie left Fleetwood Mac after the band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998, and she quit performing for 15 years. She later rejoined the band in 2014, recording and touring for several years until the conclusion of their world tour in 2019. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Your one and only source for the truth behind the scandalous lives of New York's elite is back. Our number three pick today is the season premiere of Gossip Girl. Things are as messy as ever for the wealthy group of teens in the HBO Max reboot. Julian is secretly dating a married man, oh boy, and Monet is attempting to secure her spot as the new Queen Bee. Aki, Audrey, and Max's thruple is in full swing behind closed doors, but in public, Aki and Audrey are still fighting to keep their romance alive, sans Max. Here's a preview. Welcome back, followers. We did downstairs in the bar and heard. Things have changed. Your rolled up sleeves. I'm starting over. This thing between us? Why should it be anyone else's business? We all need to get a little more used to living in the unknown. Say more things. You're not still talking to that married guy, are you? No, of course not. I knew it. You don't want anyone else to know about us. I'm gonna go to that party tonight. Catch him red-handed. I've just forgotten what fun is. And it's up to us to remind them. Two words. Blowing up. It's time to lift up a queen who actually wants it. I'm not stopping at taking your place. I'm taking you down bit by bit. I can't wait to see you try. War is never pretty, and it's only just begun. Did you know that you have four weak points of entry and a very pliable super? Well, this season, the girls make an appearance at the Met Gala, Charlie XCX performs, and you can tell Jesus, Georgina Sparks is back. Watch all the drama unfold on the season premiere of Gossip Girl, streaming now on HBO Max. It's trivia time. Fun fact, the HBO Max reboot of Gossip Girl takes place in the same universe as the original CW series from the late 2000s. The teachers at Constance Billard use the original Gossip Girl website, once run by Dan Humphrey, as inspo for the modern version of the Teenage Terrorizer, mentioning characters including Blair Waldorf and Nate Archibald by name. And there was even a cameo from an OG cast member in the first season. Did you catch who it was? Nellie Yuki, Chuck Bass, or Eric Vander Woodson. Stick around for the answer. Number two. 
say howdy y'all to the holiday season with the premiere of our next pick, Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas. The new movie musical stars Dolly Parton in her own meta holiday special, where we'll see the behind the scenes making of a holiday special centered around Dolly and her famous friends. Jimmy Fallon, Willie Nelson, Jimmy Allen, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Dolly's goddaughter Miley Cyrus, and many more will all be performing with the country legend. And of course, they'll be celebrating at the Tinsel and Tassel-filled Dollywood in Tennessee. I chatted with Dolly earlier this week about her extra special guests, her family's cameos in the movie, and a whole lot more. Have a listen. You welcome lots of great guests for this. Jimmy Fallon's one of them. Of course, you two have uh, your song right now, Almost Too Early for Christmas. The lyric that stood out to me, uh, Let's Turn On The Lights For Mariah, that feels like a little bit of a like nod Yeah, uh, that's what it was. Jimmy's a big fan of hers, too, as am I. And we recorded her song, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You, in my Christmas album, The Holly Dolly Christmas. Jimmy joined me on that a couple of years ago. And so we didn't sing it on the show because Jimmy and I did the uh, Too Early for Christmas. He had a Christmas album, I think, and then that was one of the songs. He asked me to sing on it, so we thought, well, we'll do that one. But uh, they had that. I didn't write that song. Jimmy and some other fellas wrote that, I think. So I love the idea of Turn On The Lights for Mariah because they're calling us both Queen of Christmas, but she's the queen. I'll just be, you know, I've always just been doing stuff. I'm, Look, uh, you, you, know, like, you, are, you are just... But, you are the queen. She is the queen of Christmas, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm proud of her. And I, you know, I was saying before, I think she's got a special coming on too. And I'll be watching that. She's great. So we all like her. She's, I mean, what could be better than that great song? Indeed. Um, Okay. Willie Nelson, another great guest. So here's my question for you. Uh, Willie, in addition to being a fantastic musician, is is known for some other things. So has Willie ever offered you a special gift, maybe some home-baked goods? (laughs) Oh, sure. Oh, sure. In fact, I thought Willie, it's a joke between us because I don't think Willie can smoke much anymore because he has to watch his voice now. But I'm not so sure he ain't still eating it. I don't know. But uh, he's never, I've never asked, but there was one time I was singing a song with him on another album and his phrasing is so crazy. And I thought, well, we sounded so much alike that it would be easy to sing with Willie until the first time I tried it. And I mean, his phrasing, I mean, I worked so hard to try to catch him on, you know, on the phrasing of that. So I called him up and I said, you got a sack of something that might help me, <laughs> that might help me phrase this a little better with you. <laughs> he said, I'm pretty sure I can muster up something. But anyway, so it's more like a joke, you know, between us. But I love Willie. We've been friends since our early days in Nashville. And having him on the show uh, singing one of the great songs of all time. He wrote it, uh, The Pretty Paper. And having Willie there with me was one of the highlights of the whole show for me. It's a highlight watching it. It was it's such a special, wonderful moment. And you got your family in there, your sisters, the whole thing with the pig Latin. I was laughing so much because it's just I getting, first of all, just to hear your memories and, and see all of them together. I, I have to assume family gatherings are just like a, a big music festival. 
Well, they are because all of my people are very musical. They all write, they all sing. And so when we get together, that's really what it is. And I have uh, five sisters, but I could only, as we say in the show, muster up two of them because some of them are not able to do it. Some couple were having a little, you know, a little bit of health issues at the moment and couldn't do it. So I got Cassie and Rachel and we, we were singing our pig Latin song because back when we were young, I used to make them work up all these background parts for songs that I wrote. So that was just a fun thing. And then having all my nieces there and my sisters and my little grandnephew, Liam, playing the little elf. So I was surrounded with family. And even a lot of these musical guests, they feel like family to me, like Billy Ray and Molly. I've you know grown up with them or they've grown up with me, I, I should say. And then just kind of having all, of, all those wonderful people around and doing it from Dollywood in our park with a lot of our musicians, dancers and singers. It was just real special for many reasons to me. And it is a special one to watch with the entire family. So with the scent of the famous Dollywood cinnamon bread in the oven, oh my gosh, it's so good. The Christmas lights hung and the stars out. It is time for a new classic holiday special. You can check it out tonight. Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas debuts at 8 on NBC. And before we go to break, Mountain Magic Christmas also stars Angel Parker when she's not busy making TV with Dolly Parton. We wondered... What you watching? What I'm watching is what everyone else is watching. (laughs) Abbott Elementary is one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's a workplace comedy, but it's different because it's an elementary school. So I just feel like I relate. I feel like everybody relates to the nuances of it. And it's just so silly. And I laugh out loud and I can watch it with my kids. So that is number one in our household right now. The Bear on Hulu, my husband and I love it. I do have to watch it with the subtitles on. Yes, chef, because they talk so fast, but it was just a new world set in Chicago. I didn't really know a lot about that. I've worked in restaurants, but not at that kind of speed. So I just love sort of seeing a new culture and a new concept. Um, And then just the relationships and the actors, Io and Jeremy White, they're just wonderful together. Their chemistry is incredible. And then the last show I'm watching, I just started as Reasonable Doubt, which is set in L.A. I love L.A. shows. The main character, Jax, she's a lawyer. She's flawed. She's a defense attorney. She's trying to balance a, a, a separation and work and a murder case. And she's just flawed and complex. And her friendships and it's just, it's a black show as well uh, with uh, creators that are really trying to show a different side of L.A., and I love it. As an L.A. native, I just love it. It's so accurate. A lot of great picks right there. Thanks, Angel. And we have one more for you folks. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey, everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome. 
Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. We're sort of excited for our number one pick today, the season premiere of Sort Of. The HBO Max comedy series centers on Sabi, a gender-fluid millennial who's figuring out life, love, and everything in between one day at a time. They've got a job they love at an LGBTQ plus bar and a group of friends they cherish, but they're attempting to build stronger relationships with their family who are reluctant to put the work into understanding Sabi's identity and stronger romantic relationships as well. Here's a preview. I'm just so happy that you're alive. Not that I thought you were going to die. Kidding. I totally thought you were going to die. How are we today? You know, good. I cheated death. Don't make me dig. I'm healthy. I'm ready. The first time in my life I feel solid. Yes! But the whole reason my dad's coming home is because he's freaked about me, and that's going to mess with my new vibes. I'm going to get something to eat or drink or stab myself with. Anyone want anything? Out of in. It doesn't matter how they're looking at you or why. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone, including you. Thank God it's that simple and I have, like, no feelings to process. Hello. How are the kids today? <sighs> oh. This is far enough. But the school is still, like, a block away. Bye. They're embarrassed to have a nanny. Those kids are basically adults. Look at Henry. He's Shang-Chi now. They ask me how I shine like this. The bar is closing? I didn't pay rent. We didn't get our liquor license renewed. The door's closed or I go to jail. I can't let this place close. Dad told me a couple days ago and I came as soon as I could. Are you off? I don't know you had offspring. A goodie. He was just standing there. Maybe he really wanted to see you dance. No, his behavior is erratic. I saw him do dishes. Okay, that is concerning. You gotta be honest about your feelings, even the confused ones. I have to deal with that. Dealing with you existing. I don't know what to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Are the nails necessary when you go there? I love my nails. Yeah, after the rain, I'm washed in greatness. All I want is like uncomplicated love. Not just my romantic relationships with like family, friends. That's doable, right? <laughs> So how will Sabi juggle being a nanny to two kids, the bar possibly closing, and their arduous relationship with their parents? Watch and find out on the season two premiere of Sort Of. The first two episodes are streaming now on HBO Max. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Who from the OG Gossip Girl cast made a cameo in the first season of the HBO Max reboot? Nelly Yuki, Chuck Bass, or Eric Vanderwoodson? That would be Nelly Yuki. Yin Chang portrayed the Constance Billard student for 18 episodes of the original CW show, where she was once one of Blair's minions, but eventually sabotages Blair's chances of going to Yale. In the reboot series, Nelly returned for one scene at a Halloween party where we learn she's now a top editor at a women's fashion magazine. Well, folks, that is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.